0: Sounded a bit odd. That did sound a bit odd.
1: Hello, everyone. Why have you got your phone up?
0: I was. <laughs> I was going to show you my swim <laughs> on Strava. And he just did a swim, guys. Yeah. And um
1: so if he sounds like he's just gone to the cubicle for a bit of Colombian flu powder,
0: he didn't do that. I'm just a bit sniffly because I'm just out of the water. He, he's just got a bunch of salt water in his nose. No, I have my phone out because we were saying about how Garmin's really shit at tracking the distance in the water because I absolutely did more than 230 meters.
1: I don't know, Garmin's never lie. So it just sounds like they you absolutely do. Far.
0: They absolutely do. Because they always tell me in the pool, they always tell me that I've gone like oh, you've done like 700 metres, but for some reason, every now and then it'll just add on an extra 25. After, like you might do 100 metres and it'll tell you. So, so it just told you you've done more than 230 metres. No, but I know for a fact so I've done So you actually only it. did uh,
1: 190.
0: No, I am I know for a fact I've done more than 230. It doesn't I'm sound like it. I'm just commenting on the inaccuracy of Garmin's doesn't sound like it. Anyway, we've we've been derailed already and yeah. we're at 60 seconds. Hold <laughs> <laughs> Robbie the derail we're 90 seconds in. Oh,
1: welcome everybody! Welcome back to the Better Blokes Podcast. Or if you're new, welcome wel- for the first time. Welcome for the first time. Um, we are two blokes trying to be a bit better and a bit less of a gun. Nailed
0: that. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> that was off the cuff. <laughs> the I mean, cuff? I, th- I think we've peaked now, and it's all downhill from here. But
1: double digits episodes. This is episode ten. That's it. Double H- halfway
0: to that magical twenty. Twenty. That puts us in the top one percent of podcasts worldwide. It actually Ever. makes it, yeah. So watch out, bloody brilliant beers. <laughs> Speaking of bloody brilliant beers, why is he on your mind? Oh, we, them.
1: Oh, them. Uh, we'll get to it. I reckon <laughs> we'll get we'll get to it. Um, no, welcome back, everyone. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share. Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon. If you're a lizard,
0: is it still on Amazon?
1: I'm not taking it off. Fair I'm enough. not taking it off. That's I'm, true. I'm going to leave it there for. I mean, look, maybe one day we'll get one v- listener on Amazon, and yeah, you know, it'll be a good time. Amazon is just one of them companies that just do everything. They started off as an online bookstore. I know. And now Jeff Bezos
0: is a Bond villain. Yeah, well, did you know they tried to rip off Whoop? Uh, That wouldn't surprise me. So they they tried to, they were going to be a major investor, and then they talked about buying the company, and the two companies were in negotiations for quite a while. And then they they kind of started to part ways, and then like two years later, Amazon came out with their version of Whoop, and it failed.
1: And no one wears it. Was it
0: the aura ring? No, no. O-rings are quite popular. That's just yeah.
1: its own company. Same thing. Um, open our beers? Yeah. So today, um, we have another non-alcoholic beer. Courtesy of Robbie, this one. Yeah. Courtesy of the um, bottle shop across the road from the gym. Big Drop Brewing Company, Pine Trail Pale Ale, non-alcoholic. Lovely stuff. Yeah. So you ready? Yeah. Wait. Wait, gotta get my All right. Three, Hang two. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Three, two, one.
0: Oh! oh! Look at this. <laughs> the spike on the audio thing is perfect. That I'm was sorry for your ears. Ooh. Oh, so you'd have, you'd have a double go. With it. It's a girl. Left hand. Is that? Do you say that like it's a boy when it like bubbles up and comes out? So Jimmy, who you met on the
1: weekend, I did meet Jimmy on the weekend. That's his, that was his joke. So whenever we used to have beers in the office in the UK, we wouldn't crack it open. He'd be like, "Oh, it's a boy." Ah. <laughs> and then you know, there's like four or five things that we did there that's just stuck in my brain. Yeah, fair enough. like wearing shorts in cold, cold winter.
0: Esche, <laughs> <laughs> That's in my head because there was this geezer walking down. Through. So I tried to explain to Kira what an Esche was. It's a fucking lad, bra. And this cunt was walking around talking to himself as if like he had all his Esche mates with him, but he was by himself. That's what happens when you take meth every week for a year. But he's like 14, yeah, I know it's man. <laughs> That's Nike, why it's only a year, <laughs> and it's brand new, like Nike TNs. But he, he couldn't find out how the fact there was two doors to the Woolies—an entrance and an exit—and the exit wasn't open for him. He's like, "How the fuck you get in this place, brah? What the fuck?" Like yeah. just talking to himself. It's like, well, it's because they don't have an inner monologue. Yeah, I I was fascinated, and yeah. so was Diesel the dog. Yeah, no,
1: it's good. It's interesting people to see, and uh, uh, yeah, it's a different um different group here in australia you're just gonna uh, just observe and enjoy yeah Uh, it was (laughs) i was talking because i'm one of my clients kyle uh is from adelaide and he was talking about how and then another client who's from the sunny coast were talking about the difference between what they saw where they're from and what you see here and it's just a
0: yeah is Ashes a sydney thing or is it an australian wide thing
1: (laughs) it's look it's australia wide you'll see ashes in in everywhere but i think it came out of sydney
0: yeah It seems like a Sydney thing. Yeah.
1: So a lot of the guys that I grew up playing AFL with were like, they were like OG Eshes.
0: Where does the name Eshe come
1: from? So it's pig Latin. Do you know what pig Latin is? Uh, I'm very slightly aware. Pig Latin is when you take the first letter of a word and then put it at the end. Ah, okay. And then what they would do is they'd then say A afterwards. Yeah. So for instance, a pig would be Igpe. Ah, okay. And Eshe originally started as Eshe. It's just yes in Big Latin, So people would be like, well, do you want to do this? And they go, oh, eshe bar." as in yes, mate. Because bar is bro. Ah. Yeah.
0: So eshe bar" means yes, bro. Ah, okay. That's I'm glad I now the, know the origins because I was very confused. Aussie slang with Robbie. Wait, Aussie slang with Robbie. <laughs> Sorry, you can't see that, but I'll put it on
1: Instagram. I have a, I've just got my brand new pit vipers and they flip up and they were a big hit the weekend. They were a big hit at the weekend. Do we want to tell everyone what we did at the weekend? Sure. So on the weekend, um, there was the uh, competition here in Sydney. It was a huge competition. Um, uh, it was a search that was Australia-wide, but they managed to find the number one, and it was the search for Australia's most ordinary rig, um, Dumbo Budgie Smuggler. And so Andy and I went along.
0: Oh, it, was a, it was a bit of crack?
1: It was a good crack, yeah. It was a good good day. It was a warm Saturday Arvo. We're at the Ivy. I've only been to the Ivy once before. Um, you before. didn't get to use the pill. Nope. Uh but they're both for private events. And I think it's a if you're not paying and it's a private event, great time. We did have to pay though. We did have to pay. <laughs> which And it was still a great time. Yeah. But then afterwards I went <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, so no, it was good fun. Um it was they searched for they got ten blokes out, had some fun out on stage, you know, got their rigs out. Practiced some body positivity for men, which I don't think happens very often, probably not enough, but budgie you're really good for that. Um we met some Cool people. That's an interesting character. Someone embarrassed himself. <laughs> and then, of course, Klutz won. Klutz from Bloody, bloody Brilliant Beers, which was hence the, the reason he was on my mind.
0: Yeah. yeah we had and, a here, bit and here we are with very ordinary non-alcoholic beers. Not doing Klutz
1: bread. Mm. Yeah, the um the Pit Vipers were um, a bit of a hit, but I did embarrass myself. Yeah. What did you do, Robbie? What did I do? Um, So there were three judges. Yeah, There was, of course, Sammy Thayde, who was a uh, former... Queensland Maroons, Brisbane Broncos, and Australian kangaroos. Three hundred game NRL player. Three hundred NRL games. A few, quite a few origins. Few tests for Australia. Thir-
0: thirty two tests for Australia. He's
1: thirty three origins and twenty nine tests for Australia. Oh, no. or it might be the other way around. Anyway, he's a well decorated sports person. A great bloke. Hilarious. So got to be legend him. of the game. Yeah, got a pick with him. Um, and then there was the Red Bull Cliff Diver, Rihanna Neffland. There you go. Six time world champion absolute legend jumps out of helicopters into sydney harbour which is
0: that's mad video it's a very rogue yeah. <laughs> imagine like that's that's proper like like a loose unit like oh yeah well like me <laughs> and kira went down to the mm. red bull cliff diving because they did the last mm-hmm. event in sydney and it was just it's fucking mad yeah. red bull do some crazy shit yeah and that's probably top of the list or yeah. it's definitely up there actually i think it's sponsoring a team in uh,
1: fo- uh, owning a f- couple of football teams in the world is, is looser Oh, Formula One teams. Formula One teams, yeah. Yeah, and they're an energy <laughs> drinks company. Um, and then the third judge was, of course, a, a bit of a personal hero for both of us, Ned Brockman. Yeah, what a legend. What an
0: absolute legend. We've talked about him a, a couple of times, I think well, maybe. We this is him. episode 10. We This will be the fourth episode we've mentioned him on. Yeah. So he comes up in 40% of our podcasts. Yeah. So clearly we've got a bit of a thing for him. <laughs>
1: <Speaking> <laughs> clearly <laughs> happens, I do. Speaking
0: of having a thing for him, what happened on the weekend, Robbie? <laughs>
1: so we... um. We'd had a couple of beers and I said, I really want to go and say hello to Ned, but we got to get him at a good time. Like, I don't want to be standing there, like staring at him for five minutes while someone else has a conversation. So I think we picked the time really well. Yeah, I we mean, did. On that, that ca- case, we na- nailed it. Um, but you know, and like, normally I'm pretty good around like heroes or like famous people. Like I try, I'll often I'll ask them how they are, i might ma- make a joke about something and then I'll leave, like, I'll be like, nice to meet you, maybe a pick, and then let them on their way i try not to talk too much try not to be like impress them or anything yeah this didn't happen that did not not happen (laughs) yeah so it was when you meet someone that does something somewhat similar to you but of a lot higher level so for it'd, it'd be like me as an amateur rugby player meeting a professional rugby player and instead of being like hey mate how you feeling how's the body holding up you know and how's the recovery well done you know you've made the country proud i went up and was like Hi, I'm, I'm Robbie and, and this is Andy and and we're doing a run and then a triathlon and he's doing his first triathlon and then and then also we're going to do this and I just love you too.
0: All the while I stood there, didn't get a word in. I just watched you waffle and I couldn't have been more embarrassed on your behalf. Andy actually said, are you going to let me speak?
1: <laughs> and he goes, can we get a pick? And he goes, yeah. And then I go, you're an inspiration. And he goes, okay. And then we walk off and he just goes, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, look, I've had better moments. Ugh. But we got a sweet pick with the three of us and our buddy smugglers. We did. And I actually, like, if I ever do meet him again in the future, I'm going to be like, hey, do you remember that fucking moron that you met at the Ordinary Rig with the flip up pit vipers? He goes, yeah, fuck that guy was weird. I was going to yeah, say, he'll you probably
0: he'll go, no, nah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Probably, yeah. But if he does, he probably had quite a few more on coming up to him on the weekend. I, look, I hope someone else did the same. <laughs> so then at least I'm I'm a bit diluted. I'd say other people did the same, but you definitely take the biscuit.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Well, um, apart from that, what were you telling them about? What you mentioned a run there? What were you telling them about?
1: Oh yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, um, by the time this podcast has come out, we would have already done a um an I- announcement of this on the Instagram. So
0: yeah, we will have it's it's been
1: up on the Insta. But. Yeah. So we're actually as part of November, um, can cons- we both want to raise money because it's about men's mental and physical health, and we're both. Men, which has been pointed out to us. With health. With health, yeah. Yep. So we're it's something, it's a cause we care about. Um, but Movember is typically, you grow a moustache. Uh,
0: but we thought it'd be really shit to ask people to give us money because we already both have moustaches.
1: And I didn't want to shave mine off.
0: No, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want mine. to, I mean, you couldn't start Mate, this is fucking three years of hard graft. <laughs> and
1: he's been doing this for a long time. nose is still not good. I can get rid of mine every like three months and I'll be back like to this strength, but... I didn't want to I, – I had a bit of a deal with one of the guys at the gym to keep it long until the staff party, which is in December. Yeah, so I didn't want to cut it off because I was didn't want to risk that. That's
0: imperative to our costume.
1: Exactly, yeah. So what as part of this, we were like, all right, well, how are we going to raise money? Because we're better blokes. We're trying to be better. you know, We want to participate in blokes' health. So um, Andy stumbled across the More Than a Run. Yeah, More Than a Run by – I think it's organized by Lemon and uh, they're called More Than a Run. It's two guys in Melbourne started it.
0: Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, sweet. I like that you've looked into it more than me. Mm-hmm. But there's um, yeah. So it's essentially More Than a Run is like it's a challenge done via Movember, and it's all done through the uh, through the Movember website. But it's running clubs around Australia get together and kind of raise money together partake in this challenge. You can run 10k, you can run 30k, or you can do what we've decided to do and run 60k.
1: Holy fuck!
0: Which I had said, I had suggested that to you after listening to the podcast from the Inspire Unemployed with, with, Net, with, oh, Net. with oh. Net. Oh, yeah, with <laughs> Ned. Oh, you, know, you know that bloke that <laughs> you got there. a semi over on the weekend? Wait, which bloke? It was a few that I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Thyada. <Thider. laughs> it's pronounced die
1: Day. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, yeah, I did a similar
0: thing. I was also listening to the podcast when I got your message to be like like, to be like, to like 60K. like... This gun's done 100k day after day yeah. after day after day. Like 60k, is like yeah, we can do that. Um, for context, at moment of recording, the longest I've run has been 18 kilometers. My longest is 22. That was in April. Yeah. So, bit of a task on our hands, but we we're like, why? Like, if you're gonna do it, fucking send it and go yeah. all in. You know, I'm gonna send it. Absolutely. Oh. Um, I'll
1: be slowly but surely following along behind you. I'm also um. I'm gonna be away on a, a rugby trip the weekend before. Yeah, I'm
0: glad I'm going into this fresh and ready yeah. to go. So I'll be,
1: I'll be not at my best, but I'm also I'm going to Dubai two days afterwards. So busy man, mate. I am. Hey, right. everyone just wants to see me, Mister Worldwide.
0: Fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs>
1: <Foxy>. Mister Three Hundred Five. <laughs> go on, do it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've decided that off very a month. Or less. Of yeah, I think it was just about a month because it was uh, just m- in the end of October that we decided. A month of preparation uh, whilst actually preparing for a different event. We're going to do this. Well, my training's not going to change at all. Yeah, just, yeah. Excuse me To way. say, fuck it. It's just going to be on that yeah. Saturday. Hey, I'm not
0: 26th of November. We're going to run 60Ks. Yeah, and I
1: turn 26th the next day. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about, about that? What a birthday treat for Robbie. It's going to be so sore. <laughs> yeah. So we're expecting to aim maybe somewhere around seven hours. Yeah. Which I gives us a little bit of rest time.
0: Yeah. Because realistically, like, I think we could boat at full tilt. Like, I think we could do it in six hours. But I know myself, my pace will drop off. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can hold a roughly like a 6.05, 6.10
1: for a long time.
0: Yeah. See, I, I can hold it for maybe five or six Ks. But I think over the yeah. 60, it will drop off significantly yeah
1: Yeah, we'll see how we go aim for about seven um but yeah it should be heaps fun so if you want to participate you're more than welcome to come for a run with us you can do the whole thing you can do some of it you can you know as much as you want to um but if you don't want to run because
0: that's not you you can participate by donating money um not at the moment but over the weekend, we will put a link well, in bio. Yeah, by the time, yeah, by this, time this comes out, actually, yeah. yeah. So right now, you can go on to the Better Blogs Instagram page. There'll be a link in bio. and I'm, I'm going to put together a story highlight as well of yeah. Yeah. what we're doing. And mm. That leads me to, is there a route mapped out? I know there's a finish line. Or do you map out your own route and just finish up their predetermined finish line? Um, I think
1: you map out your own route, but I was going to message the running room and figure out what they would do off what they're doing because yeah. they're doing it as a run club. Yeah, well, that's where I found out about it was through the running room. Yeah, so I'm go- I was gonna message them and be like, "Hey, what are you guys doing for the 60? So, because I think running your own one might be a little bit, has it h- gone Difficult. Yeah. Running with a, a group of it, like more people, might be a little bit more functional.
0: Yeah, it's also like, it's hard to think
1: of a route. Well, you'd be doing laps. Yeah, there's no way we'd run from somewhere far away. We'd have to do laps somewhere, so we can set Kira up in Diesel with a little refreshments table. Yeah.
0: Do you know how much of a nightmare Diesel is when she's out of the house for like more than a, an hour? Um, I
1: don't because I've oh. never been out the house for more than an hour with her. So that, that's fair enough.
0: She's a cunt. <laughs> like just she, she, for context, Diesel is Andy's dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and She's the cutest little doggy in the world. Uh, but yeah, like, we'll be on a walk and just all of a sudden she'll get bored and just start being a dickhead.
1: Oh, yeah. she just wants your attention.
0: and She gets it she wants more yeah well there's only so much
1: <laughs> yeah so by the time this comes out there'll be somewhere to donate so if you want to be a part of it you can run with us you can donate if you donate enough money we will allow you to come to abuse like it's hurl insults at us whilst we run
0: oh yeah we said that on the on the instagram live yeah the so more you donate the more abusive the insult can be
1: exactly um with the number one most abusive thing you can say is trashing our moustaches that. <laughs> if you donate a lot of money, you can. Yeah, for $500, you can make fun of my moustache. <laughs> it's an expensive moustache. Yeah, that's is. actually 500 That's a dollar per hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're a prick. <laughs> should have said that's a dollar per nanometer of hair.
0: Anyway. Anyway. What I was going to say, I didn't um consult you with this, but I just set our, th- our target to a $1,000. I reckon we can do that. I think we can do it. I reckon we can do 10 grand. I mean... We definitely could. Yeah. It'd be a push, but yeah. I'll when yeah, we'll push it. I think uh, if we're charging people to abuse us, we'll absolutely yeah, and um, we'll absolutely hit a thousand. Mm. Definitely. I can I can't imagine why we wouldn't. How was your yeah. week? Uh, anyway, I was just gonna say November, great charity. Get oh, around it. It is. Uh week was good. Not a huge amount of report, is there? I mean I've just finished a swim, hence why I'm barefoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. To to be honest. The weeks are blending together. <laughs> <laughs> all that happens is the training gets longer. <laughs> as your week,
1: uh, I've had better. Yeah, had
0: right. better. It was. It's, uh, it's. I
1: described it as one of those weeks. You just one word. So Monday kicked off real well. Um, I had a really good swim on Monday. Probably the fastest I've ever swam. I was just hitting like you know, one thirty nine hundred, which is I was really happy with that. Um, all my all my times are down. And then went and lifted weights afterwards. Felt pretty strong from that, yeah, good. And then my elbow just started to fucking hurt, like throbbing, nervy, like just wasn't great. Um, and I thought that's not good. Um, so I spoke to my housemate. And he said, "Excuse me, he's an EP." So he said, "Yeah, go get a go get an ultrasound on it. So make an appointment with the doctor. Doctor will give you a referral. Go get the ultrasound, bosh." Um, and then on Tuesday I woke up with like a super sore throat. And was like, ah, oh, this isn't good. That's not ideal. Um, so my Tuesday afternoon, I was I was pretty bloody cooked. Um, so yeah, pretty sick, and then just whole body fatigue, fever, headache, couldn't concentrate. Like cognitive function was at a real low. Um, so I booked in an appointment with a doctor on Wednesday. Woke up Wednesday morning, had slept for about four hours the night before. I was my whoop recovery was one percent. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, my resting heart rate jumped from fifty five to like sixty-five and my HIV went from like 70 80s to like fifty. So it was
0: Sub- substantial differences. Yeah, it
1: wasn't great. So I was I was really not feeling great. Um but I messaged my triathlon coach um and obviously my sort of like one to one coach Dave is in, in the gym anyway. Um and they were both just like just chill out, bro. Like just have some time. So I did. And I actually think towards the end of the week that ended up being beneficial because I actually managed to give myself some time off, like mentally. um, I think that actually made it a good week at the end. Um, So I felt a bit more, um, I felt a bit better, um, like actually relaxed. um, Because I think when I actually had that time off work, it was very, um, half of me wanted to relax and half of me wanted to work. And what ended up happening is I just, I couldn't relax and couldn't work. (laughs) So this was a bit more relaxing last week. So that was better. Um, Elbow still trying to figure out what's going on there but you know what it just means
0: that does it's it s- just hurt all the time or is it hurting when you do certain things
1: uh all the time it's somewhat sore i've reduced motor function in my pinky and ring finger on my left hand um and it gets a, it gets a bit tingly there so it's not great but uh no, it's not ideal but well, yeah what do you use your
0: pinky and your ring finger
1: for anyway well i mean w- i have to pick up weights with only my my two first two fingers and my thumb when i'm at work and sometimes you can't always do that so it, it's yeah i can't grip very well so unfortunately but you know it's just one of those things i think it's a lot mm. well it's funny because i got the scan back and it said um it said we couldn't figure out what's wrong with it did you have to pay for the scan <laughs> yeah i had to spend, it was 40 bucks to go to the doctor 60 bucks to get the scan. 40 bucks to go to the doctor for the doctor to be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> um, but clearly there is, so we'll, we'll figure it out. But I took it home and I, cause my, I said to my housemate. I was like, oh, do you want to know what it is? And he goes, I reckon you have LBS. And I was like, what's LBS? He goes, little bitch syndrome. And I'm like, why do you say <laughs> that? <laughs> cause they couldn't figure out what it is.
0: He's so good that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, like it's one of the, it was one of those weeks where, yeah, it can be, it can feel very frustrating, but I think realistically you got to make the most of it. And the best, the, uh, what I can do now is I can run and I can cycle. So I am. Um, yeah. Always look on the bright side of life. Exactly. So I've cycled three times this week and I got another one this
0: afternoon. Nice. Yeah. Wait, this afternoon? Yeah. Fuck.
1: And then another one tomorrow.
0: Yeah, because you always cycle on
1: Saturday. Yeah, five cycles in seven days. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, my legs are going to get strong. Tonight's run is just, it's just a spin. I wouldn't even really count it. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm probably going to play the PlayStation whilst they do it.
0: I've seen you like watching TV and stuff uh, using your Zwift.
1: Yeah, so uh, my dad provided me with a trainer, so I just set it up in front of the TV, put the um football most recent football or rugby highlights on, and just have a good time.
0: I'd love that, but I gotta go outside to do the one.
1: They're not cheap. The trainers, yeah, no. I, I've looked into it. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah. They're also like they take a bit decent amount of room.
1: Yeah, I mean when when my housemate was away, I just left it set up in the corner, so it's it. I've got a good space for it, but. It just like at the moment when, you know, there's other people sharing the apartment, I do have to pack it away, which can be a bit annoying, but I've got a I've got an idea for how I can leave it set up, but I'm gonna have to do it outside.
0: I know the feeling kira gives out to me for using the balcony for storage, but I mean, where else am I (laughs) gonna put the bike? Yeah, what about that surfboard you've never used? It cost me thirty bucks, I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I had I had all intention to use it last summer and then the weather changed and there was no chances to get out. It's the weather's fault. Well, it is because there was there was no little one or two foot waves for for little old beginner Andy, every every day, because uh, every day every time I booked book, there, words oh, aren't working. Around. Every time I booked in a surf lesson that I'd already I paid for the surf lesson off for two and a half years ago, <laughs> still haven't done it. <laughs> um, every time I booked it in, they'd cancel it because of the weather, and I was like, for fuck's sake, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but think about the poor
1: surf school person that doesn't get paid because of the weather. I've already paid them. No, but like. He hasn't done the lesson, so he doesn't get paid for it until he does it. Yeah. So he's –
0: the the company, I'm sure, is good with the coin, but he's not. Yeah, fair. Good point. Hmm. I still want to do my surf lesson. <laughs> yeah, that, that surfboard cost me 30 bucks on Facebook marketplace. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, It's not in great condition. Look, to be fair, I am giving you shit for it. I have three surfboards, and I haven't surfed in eight, over a year. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, that's because since I – last time I surfed was just before the lockdown, and then the lockdown happened, I couldn't get to a beach – and then I became a triathlete. So, And you became a unit. It's just a fucking weapon, bruv. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, there was something that we we were kind of going to mention on today. and
0: There was. And it's completely escaped my mind.
1: It's escaped your mind because it was your idea. I know it was mine. So, so I know what it is, but he doesn't know what it is. Oh, the difference between exercise and training. The difference between exercise Don't and training. No, stop. <laughs> just come and become a recording artist in here. Yeah, the difference between exercise and training.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, can you stop playing with your toes? Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but essentially, the difference between exercise and training, like exercise is going, and exercise is great for you, mm. but it can be a little bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like exercise can just be going for a walk, mm-hmm. it could just be going for a run with no plan and no structure. Whereas when you take training into account, well, training is more structured more defined there's there's an end there's normally an end goal yeah. when you're looking to make progress and you're like all right i want to make some real train real change exercise is great but taking the approach like all right no, i'm training for something mm-hmm. like i'm training for results or i'm training for an event or I'm training for a particular outcome well that's when you have structure you have a plan in place and that's when you're going to see a hell of a lot more progress than if you're just gonna, oh i'm going to go and exercise today it's essentially just having more intention behind what you're doing. Definitely. I mean, we've spoken about this before,
1: like the actual like positives that come from setting a goal and getting a training plan and working towards it. So that's definitely like exercises. You have no end goal. Like exercise is just movement for the sake of movement. Yeah. Training is movement for the sake of achieving something. Um, and definitely the, the key word you said there was like intention. Like if you find yourself like rocking up to the gym and being like, oh, what? Like what exercise should I do today? Should I do the chest press or, you know, what should we do next? I think you're probably not going to find yourself seeing as good a results as if, you know, today I do these five exercises. Tuesday I do the other five exercises. So like actually having a plan before you walk in is going to mean that like you're getting more out of it in the long term. And that works for like not just for strength, but it can be for mobility. It can be for running. It can be for general conditioning. Like it's, it's fairly universal.
0: I think an, another key difference to uh, to note as well is just actionable and tangible progress and me, like being able to measure and track what you're doing week on week and like have a plan to improve that week on week rather than just, oh, well, I did this last week. Oh, I think I did this <laughs> exercise and then I think I did this exercise. You'll never really remember. Mm, no. And you'll be like, oh, it's fine. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to track it. Like, I, I remember what it is like. You can't tell me what you had for lunch, taken like, three days ago. Mm. Never mind what exercise and in what order and at what intensity you did four or five weeks ago. Mm. Write shit down. Yeah, I mean, we both
1: use like some form of a logbook. Yeah, to track for us. I've got a, actually got a training coming up for my crew, my online team soon. A training on log the art of logbooking. How to write things down. <laughs> yeah, how to write things down. But yeah, because I've got I've got like a battered old notebook that I've had for four years, sits at the back of my locker. Clearly you can see how much I've trained over that four years because I'm still so You're still on the one notebook. It's still on the one notebook. No, it's because do, I'll do an entire, like I'll do like six weeks on one page. How do you? Oh. It's, it's, so you, I write the, the session out at the top and then I, I just do, I keep it really tight. Like I space save on purpose because I like using the same notebook. Fair enough. My point is though that I can, if I have, you know, say my coach gives me X exercise, incline dumbbell press, I can look back, you know, to what I was doing 12 months ago because it's all in that notebook but also on top of that like if if i have like i can look at my progression i can look at oh like you know i was doing 10 reps and 22 kilos and now i'm doing you know 12 reps on 30 kilos i can see that genuine progression there and i can watch what's happened and you know if i'm if i'm feeling good i can go yep yeah, i can put a little bit extra on this time if i'm feeling shit and go oh, i'll just back it off like reduce it and i can actually track just by looking at the reps and the weight that i've done whether or not i felt good that week or not
0: yeah, and it doesn't just have to be keeping an eye on metrics when it comes to training. Like, uh, is your like are the weights you're using in the gym progressing? Are you doing more reps? Are you performing them exercise better? I've found tracking other metrics outside of that, and like not even c- talking about like body weight and body measurements and stuff like that. Tracking someone's like resting heart rate or their HRV or how much sleep they're getting and the quality of that sleep um, over time is absolutely massive. Like I have a client who I've just gotten to get a whoop, because he's a fairly um, high up lawyer in Sydney, mm-hmm. extremely stressful job, extremely ridiculous work hours. So for it, like, it took a while to kind of get him to understand that all oh no, these little things make a difference. And now, now that he's now that he's got the whoop, he has the app. We were able to go in and see, like, okay, look, your rest and heart rate is eighty seven. He's an extremely stressed individual. That's, 87's very high.
1: I just, my eyes went really wide, and then I was like, wait, he can't see I can't see, see so you flipped them massive. up. So I flipped them up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so rest and heart rate's 87. Yeah. Um, sleep, I know, last night, because he, he had a big uh, deposition or a big arbitration coming to an end today, um, he got, if he's lucky, three hours sleep last night. Fuck. Yeah, so, but when you're kind of in that world and and you're in that, like everybody does it yeah all your peers do it and you expect it of junior lawyers who work for you yeah and it's just this vicious cycle because that's what the boys before like who Mm. ran the company before you did that's what your industry is that's the expectation it's very hard to break someone's understanding of that lived experience and that lived expectation so i was like all right well i need him to be able to see it Mm. so i was like all right look try this out for a few months Mm. if it doesn't work I was like, I'll give you your money back. Ooh. Yeah. That was the promise I made to him. I was like, because obviously, Whoop is a subscription. I was mm-hmm. like, if you absolutely hate this after three or four months, I was like, I'll give you the money back. You can cancel the subscription and I'll personally give you the money. Well, I mean, it's also, it's, it's a very little risk for you because
1: if you do three months, he gets a free month yeah, and you get a free month. Yeah. So <laughs> you'd only be paying for one month. <laughs>
0: no, I'll be paying for, if I said he, four, four months. Four, okay. So you'd be months. paying for two months. No, because no,
1: you got a free one as well. So that minus, go on. Don't worry. But I pay for three of his months, my, my, three out of four of his my months. My point is. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> it's not as,
0: it's, go on. Anyway, the point I was making is, as soon as we were able to put them metrics in front of me, he goes, oh shit, that's that's not good, is it? I was like, mm.
1: no, it's yeah.
0: not. But we'd never know that if we were taking an approach like, oh, we've just gone to the gym to the exercise. How do you feel? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm yeah, a bit, a bit tired. tired. Yeah, I'm a bit tired. Yeah, like the amount of like people that function, I don't know how they manage. If I have less than like, I get hopefully seven hours of sleep a night. If I have less than six, I am
0: a shell of a human being. Yeah, but it's also when you're aware of something. Yeah, it, it you notice stuff a lot more. Mm. It's on like it, whereas if you're oblivious to something, like oh I don't feel great, but you don't, if you don't know why you don't feel great, yeah, it it it's not weighing on your mind as much yeah. as like you know, if you get to like less than six hours sleep, like if you were to go and get five hours sleep tonight, you know, you'll feel like shit. You know why you feel like shit. Mm. Whereas if someone else who doesn't track any of these things feels like shit, be like, Oh, I just feel like shit today. Yeah. And look, to be honest,
1: if you're someone who like, who sometimes like struggles, like has struggled with diet or like alcohol or caffeine, like I a hundred percent understand how, like I went through through a period of like, Oh, why don't people just get, just, you know, eat less, eat more protein you know, don't drink coffee, don't drink alcohol, you'll be fine. But when you, like, when you have those days when you wake up and you're super tired and you know that you're super tired, you start to feel those cravings, like, in the back of your mind, like, go on, have that donut, have that ice cream, have a beer, have a coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) And you start getting that, like, eating it at your mind. So it's like, I can only imagine, like, if that's, if you're like that every day, there's that constant, like, it's like, I'm going to eat well this week next day four hours sleep no energy someone has it has cake in the office fuck yeah i'll have some I, i'd always have cake in the office hey <laughs> uh, if it's there the point i know i know i'm just but yeah just I, saying personally. i was i was saying like um something because i'd uh i'd done sort of like a fairly extended period sober did 105 days earlier this year and um afterwards a friend of mine said did you f- do you feel any different and i was like i don't know f- I don't notice it. I'm still tired. <laughs> and then then I started drinking again, and that's when I noticed it because you don't feel how much better you don't notice how much better you feel until you go back to what you how you felt before. So I'd go out for a night out, wouldn't have a huge one, like still home by like midnight, few beers, maybe a couple of spirits afterwards decent sleep get some water in you know all that kind of stuff and i'd wake up and i'd be like fuck i feel horrible and i was like
0: you don't realize
1: how far up you've gotten until you fall
0: yeah you you don't realize like the tolerance you build up to alcohol which is essentially a poison yeah well yeah i mean a lovely delicious poison we all have a well that's the thing we all have an intolerance to alcohol
1: hence why we all get drunk and some people get flushed face that's an allergic reaction (laughs) yeah in a a sense yeah um but yeah you're 100 percent right like Tracking other statistics, stuff like, you know, the H- HIV is super important, like stress-wise.
0: Resting heart rate as well. That's Rest, yeah that's the big one that I was trying to get. Any one anyone of my clients has any sort of smart watcher. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, even if it's not going to be the most accurate thing in the world, yeah. if it's constantly inaccurate, it'll do. Yeah, I'd 100% recommend to everyone to get something
1: that can track your resting heart rate and your HIV. Yeah. Or at least one of them, 100%
0: I'd recommend it. I think, I I, I could never go past a week. like I... took the best out of you for so long but it i check it religiously like i just like knowing stuff like that i'm a very data driven person which is Mm. so it suits me as um suits me and my personality but to be able to see like okay well this is why this thing happens like seeing (laughs) this spike like how much your rest and heart rate jumps up even after like three or four beers Mm. like oh shit that's why. like that's why i feel like shit like it goes back to what you were saying Mm. like You don't have the same tolerance for alcohol now because you took it off. It's because you've just become a fitter, healthier individual. Like overall, your resting heart rate comes down. So when you do go and drink alcohol, it has a much greater effect Mm. because the difference between you at your peak and you after consuming alcohol is now so much bigger. Your peak used to be a lot like unhealthier. Well, if my resting heart rate, let's say, I
1: don't know what it used to be, let's say for instance, 65, and then, you know, I'm hung over, it bumps up to like 85, which it has. That's 20 points. Still pretty high. So you're going to feel bad, but it's not that huge a jump. But you do it now. It's 48. Yeah. yeah. The difference between 48 <laughs> it's and 85 yeah. is now significantly it's almost It's almost 40. It's almost double. Yeah. So it's, um uh yeah, it it's, it is a lot bigger jump. The same thing with like the HIV. Like I got it up into the hundreds and I was like, I feel fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a
0: difference between like the peaks and the troughs. Mm. Like when you, when that kind of grows, mm. oops, Fuck! <laughs> hit the monitor. When that grows and becomes bigger, when you do, like, when you do end up kind of jumping up in terms of, like, oh, you've had a few drinks, makes a huge, huge difference. Like, you mm. just, I, I'll feel dusty
1: after two or three beers. Oh yeah, I feel dusty after seeing a beer. If I'm out being sober, I'll feel <laughs> feel hungover in the morning. But if we can tie back to what we were originally talking about, the exercise and training, yeah, we went off having a bit of a tangent. There. <laughs> it was a good tangent though. Mm. If you're, if you're, you can set yourself out to train to to improve your stress response. So increase your resting heart rate. In, uh, sorry, decrease your resting heart rate, increase your HRV. So you can actually train for that. But if you're just exercising, you're not paying attention to it, you're probably not going to see any positive change. Like it won't change. Like it won't be there. like if you're hopping from this exercise to that exercise to I'll do a hit class today or this week is yoga like Know that kind of stuff. Which, if like, if you don't have a specific goal, that's great. Like, do you know, just jump around, hop around, whatever you want to do. But if you're like, I want to achieve something, you kind of got to be a bit more specific to it. You need more
0: structure. Yeah, but that's not to say you can't do them other things. Like, take the gym, like, try, like, lifting weights in the gym. Take that for example. Like, all right, well, there's your program, there's your structure, and everything else is gonna fit in around that. Mm. That doesn't stop you from going and doing doing a Pilates class. No, of course not on the weekend or oh, I'm going to go for a run with yeah, with, with the boys or something like that just for something to do, something different. Mm. Like, go for a run and then jump in jump the sea. Yeah. Like that doesn't have to be programmed if, you have, if you're working towards something else and that's just a nice to do thing. Yeah. Because there's also, especially if you're doing it with someone else, there's a social aspect which is always very healthy. Definitely, yeah. The social aspect works too, but I mean
1: coming from spending my time, like having worked at F45 in the past, like the amount of people that would approach me with like X specific goal – and say can i achieve it here and i was like no <laughs> then the guy came up to me um and he was like oh, i want to put on some muscle i want to get stronger and i'm like you're yeah, probably not here like the it's you're just not going to be able to like achieve it unless you're doing some sort of strength training outside like you can you can still do f45 and put on muscle but you can't only do f45 and put on muscle Yes, yeah. there's no real strength training in there. forty-five. It's yeah. just slightly slower cardio.
0: Yeah, and, and hit classes like that, like they have their place really good community wise. Mm. I think that's where group fitness absolutely like can dominate one to one coaching. Yeah. Um but unless you like your goal is I want to sweat a lot and be tired, and it'll kind of make me a little bit fitter, but not as fit as I could be, mm. then group classes are absolutely for you. Yeah. But if you want to Get the most out of it, and you like you have the social aspect down and other aspects of your life. Uh, yeah. okay, forty five. Yeah, I think I think they've gone bust now. Uh, they're still
1: functioning, but there's definitely some issues. Yeah, the um. So one of the owners, this bloke called Adam Gilchrist, he started. That, is that the Adam? not a different Adam Gilchrist. Not the cricketer. Yeah, yeah. He um he started two rugby teams in the Major League Rugby in America. Oh yeah, the Gilteenies and the Gilgronies. Oh for fuck's sake! Which were both named after he cocktails that he wanted to release that was like a, his own version of a martini and his own version of a g- Negroni. This chap sounds like the sleaziest businessman. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of them have been kicked out of the major league rugby for what? Um, first they Being, having shit names. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they were both fairly solid teams and it turned out they were both breaking the salary cap. And I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm not surprised the guiltinis, the um, LA one was breaking the salary cap. Cause they had Adam Ashley Cooper, Matt kiddo, um, uh uh Billy Meeks, um a whole bunch of like a former like Wallabies, Dave Dennis, like it was just it was clear that they would
0: yeah, them wallaby players are always gonna chase some money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well they get paid enough here. Uh, um, fair enough. I mean, Matt is like in his forties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact he's still playing professional rugby. It's crazy. Um but this then, is ridiculous though. So they were they were breaking the salary cap and then they both got kicked out of the finals and then he tried to sue Major League rugby. How'd that go from? Not well. Um, and so then major league rugby were like you can fuck off and so they tried to sell the teams for him and no one wanted to buy them because ridiculously expensive so yeah they both got kicked out huh. yeah no more
0: savvy businessman yeah but <laughs> again tangent <laughs> tangents are good tangents are good the golden nuggets are in the tangents exactly learned that from luke lehman <laughs> we also learned other things from luke lehman but yeah, the golden nuggets that are <laughs> in the tangents. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the golden nugget of why Major League Rugby is the issues. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, like, if we do go like that exercise and training that we mentioned, it's, like, it's good to have other aspects of exercise that is just – it's for fun and it takes away that – the seriousness of I'm training for this or I'm training for that. Um, but to have – having a something that you're training for is always a positive, even if it's something small, like – want bigger arms sweet let's just add biceps in i want to run a little bit further sweet we'll just extend your run a little bit but being able to do other stuff on top of that still fun hybrid be a hybrid
0: hybrid athlete yeah Ooh, shit. You're right. yeah bang the mic yeah um just to go back to our tangent yeah what do you think is more of your super rugby or major league rugby <laughs> Better blokes, the
1: real issues. <laughs> <laughs> we tackle the real issues. Um, look, I think super rugby probably still. I mean, the fact that the people in New Zealand watch. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, fair. Australian super rugby, uh, on average.
0: You're bro. probably talking about maybe 5,000 viewers.
1: It's the same 5,000 as well that <laughs> watch <Yeah>. every <laughs> game. Like, even the ones, like, every. Yeah. It's that's, so,
0: that's one thing when I moved here, because obviously, when we talk about rugby on our side of the world, we own. Except in the UK, we only mean union. Yeah. Like, rugby league is... Well, no, even in the UK, like, in England, if you say rugby, you're referring to
1: rugby union. You have to say rugby league.
0: Yeah, yeah I know, but it, it's at least a well-established sport in, in England, whereas... In the north, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, in the north. But over here, one, rugby is also footy, which every fucking sport over here is footy. Yeah. And no one gives a shit about rugby union. The Super Rugby League had started... I think it was in week four or five before I'd heard a thing about it. It's it's this year, Australian
1: rug, uh, rugby Australia's marketing pigeon. <laughs> yeah, I, <was> like, <laughs> um, I didn't even know it was on. Oh, mate, we could do an entire podcast. We could do a series of podcasts on why Australian rugby is is it, struggling. It's pants. It's essentially it. It's become a very. Um, is our
0: ninth in the world?
1: It's become a Shocking. very, a, a very um like upper class sport.
0: Yeah, but very, it's like that. No, every, it's because
1: so like that you, you're gonna get me started here, Andy. Like, no, yeah, I want it's to get you started. The teams that play um so there's only a rugby union is really only played in Brisbane, Sydney and Canberra. Yeah. It's getting bigger in well, Melbourne have a few teams. We'll see. It's getting bigger in Melbourne and Perth, but where it's genuine like a high level, Brisbane uh, Brisbane, Sydney and Canberra.
0: Who's the Canberra team?
1: Well, they have the Brumbies. Oh Brumbies are Canberra. And then they have their own like club competition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um this, it's played in the private schools in each of those three states. Yep. So people that play – pretty much everyone that ends up playing professional rugby union comes from a private school. There are a few that come from outside, but typically what happens is if they show any talent, someone from the school goes, hey, well, you can come to our school for free if you come and play rugby. But what then happened was rugby league would start offering paid contracts to 16-year-olds. Which means that if you're coming from a family that doesn't have a lot of money, and you're getting told we're going to pay you to do play the sport that you love at sixteen and guarantee you a contract into your twenties, you're going to go one hundred percent. Where, like, where, where and when do I sign? It seems more like community oriented as well. Like, yeah, if you're at a pri- like, you, if you're from a fairly wealthy family, you're, and then someone comes in and says then it's a lot more kind of, like, representative. Like, I want to play for the Wallabies because, like, I, that's the thing that I want to do and you don't have to worry about money as much yeah. because you're not going to get paid until you're probably 22, or 23, unless you're a fucking weapon. They signed one guy out of high school. It's the first person rugby union has signed out of high school. Who was it? Wasn't. In years. This guy called, I think, Max Jorgensen. Who went to St. Joseph's College in Sydney, I think. Um, He's just signed by the Waratahs, went on Australian a tour. So it's the first time they've done that in a long time because even people that were going from well-off families were being offered way more money in rugby league. Like, why would you not? Yeah, true. And also because a lot of what was happening was a lot of people were playing rugby league as a kid and then going to these private schools because you can, in inverted commas, get a better education. That's not what I believe, but that's kind of the, the discourse. And then, so that that's where they play a rugby union and then they all go and play in rugby league. And people go, oh, it's this talent drain. It's like, no, it's been going on for years that people go to private go to these private schools for their education, play a bit of Australian schoolboy rugby, get known, and then fuck off and go and play league. Because why wouldn't you? Because more people watch it. More people watch it. You're going to get paid more money. There's more spaces. So if you think there's a top squad of 32, I think, at each rugby league club, like top-level rugby league club in the NRL. Yeah. Emerald, yeah which there's 16 – or the 17 clubs now, the yeah. Dolphins. At so there's a
0: few hundred play- like professional players. There's, it's almost 600. Yeah. There's 600
1: top-level professional players. Yeah, yeah, that's what And I mean. then there's people that will be playing – because the level that you can play professionally is a lot lower in rugby league than it is in rugby union. So you can only get paid to pay at the top level.
0: Yeah. And there's less teams.
1: And there's less teams. And no one's watching it. And well, that's why they can't pay. Yeah. So And then there's a structure thing like, it's all seen as like representatives. So if you, you play for your club in Sydney, your shoot shield club, let's say uh, Eastern Suburbs, and then you get picked to represent New South Wales, and then you get picked to represent the Wallabies, yeah. rather than being like, no I'm like my team that I play for is the Waratahs. and then maybe I get picked for the Wallaby. so it's yeah. just it's just the way the system works
0: yeah I th- it's it sounds like it's built on the English system which is si- used to be similar because mm. the Irish system is quite like that as well like you have it
1: represent like your county or whatever uh, yeah.
0: not in rugby yeah it's province so it's four provinces. Yeah. yeah but they're still clubs yeah like um so you'll come up through a club academy but then like they buy and sell players the same yeah. way you would in other sports. But yeah, it's almost entirely yeah. private but school boys. On top of that, academies
1: only became a thing in super rugby teams like a couple of years ago. That's mad. Yeah. So they're it's doing in every other sport, does it? Yeah. So now they've got, they've actually got an, it's a fourteens, sixteens, and nineteens, A genuine academy. They go and play. They just did a tour, ta- like a tournament against the other super rugby teams. So they look, I think they're, it's going to go in a, in a positive direction from here, I think it is going to be on the up. But it just took a few years of just, and then you look at the national team, and it's like, I mean, I don't think that we're refed as the same way that other countries are refereed.
0: Every country says that. Yeah, the All Blacks say that. Well, I the, all, the all Blacks it. is bullshit.
1: Like if they they are referee they are refereed differently because they get a very big helping
0: hand. Oh, they absolutely do. But um, look, I don't.
1: having watched like I, it's a it's a bit of a joke to watch now. But also, we don't help ourselves. No. Um, anyway moving on yeah <laughs> there was just, uh, me uh, bitching about rugby in australian yeah running. but I, i'm
0: fascinated and yeah. uh, this is our podcast so i, I hope, talk the, about what hope
1: the listeners are too um we have a top three each and this time we
0: prepared it we have a prepared beforehand you told me earlier did you think about it no no i had i was busy i had to go swim
1: <laughs> did you have thought about what you're swimming
0: i was thinking about swimming while swimming I'd never think about swimming whilst I swim. I know, but I'm not a good
1: swimmer. So. That's where I do all my like me- meditation and mindset.
0: See, I can't do that because I'm trying to not
1: die. Well, our top three each is our top three each. Gym <laughs> mistakes. Is gym mis- gym, gym mistakes for newbies. So yeah. mis- mistakes for newbies making the gym. So if you're someone that makes these, we might actually be able to help you not make them anymore. Can you go first while I think of them? I can go first. Um, I For me, um, number one is focusing on weight rather than technique. Um, a lot of people will come in and they'll just start trying to, like, increase the weight every time and just think, oh, the more weight that I move, the more I'm gaining from it. Now, there is a time and place for that, but your technique does need to be better to kick off because you're getting your sh- – the, the adaptations you get – from having the good technique. So taking time on, on your technique
0: is... Yeah. Well, there's a point of diminishing returns. Like, if you're brand new, you can... Like, you'll make progress quicker. Regardless, especially, yeah. yeah. Especially if, you're, if your technique is really, really good. Because the adaptation is so new, you will make progress quicker than someone who's been doing it quite a while. So, in essence, you can go... And if your technique is good, put more weight on week after week after week. But there is that point of diminishing returns that if you go too quickly... Technique, because you're new, is going to break down at a certain point. So you just need to be aware of that and be aware that, okay, when or before it starts to break down, you need to continue to focus on technique and not just like, oh, I know what I'm doing now, yeah. fucking balls at the wall. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah, so there's uh, like, time and place for just being strength, but, excuse me, definitely, Um, yeah, they, they will, taking time at the start to get really focused on your technique is going to have, exponential returns in the long run because you're not going to have to stop and relearn, re-movement pattern down the line. Well, you probably will, but less so.
0: Yeah. Right. Do you have one? I do have one. Nice. Wearing running runners when you're lifting weights. Oh, yep. That's I think one. that's a big one. Just take your shoes off, train your socks.
1: So if you're someone who, yeah, if you, like you just have one pair of sportish shoes and they're designed for running, they're not flat. They're actually... Wavy
0: Yeah They're nice and cushioned as well They're real soft
1: Yeah And when you're Squatting Deadlifting Lunging Split squatting Any kind of leg exercise
0: They're gonna fuck
1: your stability You actually need a relationship With the ground from your feet So if training in a flat shoe Or
0: Don't go barefoot Go socks <laughs> Socks I was, I was gonna say Take your shoes off But Yeah um, Leave your toes Inside Yeah yeah. Don't inside walk, some socks Don't walk around a gym With, the shoe, with your socks off Fucking hate that It's Come on like It's just dirty like, I don't I mean, think anyone want, wants to see my toes. My toes are fairly normal. Mm. I say that as I've been walking around barefoot outside. Yeah, man. I, I mean, the irony
1: being that your shoes are probably dirtier than your feet because your feet are been in your shoes all day except in your house.
0: That's true, yeah. <laughs> but don't walk around with your shoes off. It, it's more people don't want to see your toes. Yeah. So just keep your socks on. But yeah, like, your, your feet are your only contact point at the ground mm. in the vast majority of exercises. That's where your stability is going to come from. If you're walking around in these marshmallows that you call shoes, mm. your stability is going to be impacted. If you are not stable in an exercise, your ability to produce force is then lessened. If you can't produce as much force, you can't move as much weight. If you can't move as much weight, you a build less muscle. And that um
1: that's, that's great. Yeah. That also extends to um there are some fairly common like gym shoes that people wear. Um there's the Yeezys. <laughs> Don't wear Yeezys. There's a guy that started wearing, he started a tra- training at the gym that wears these like weird I'm like, bro, what are you doing? They're the fucking ugliest shoes. Um, The Converse and Vans and those Nike All-Stars, I think they are. The, I have a pair, but I don't wear them in the gym. The, I don't know the, what you're talking about. I know Converse and I've yeah, You Yeah, You would, like if I pointed them out to you, you'd be like, I know what those
0: call. Yeah.
1: Anyway, they're flat sold, which is good because you want to have that flat relationship to the ground. But... A lot of those shoes, the the way that they're actually designed actually restricts your foot feet's ability to work efficiently. Yeah, they quite narrow. You'll see a lot of people that are like wearing Converse, like sweet, it's a Converse, it's a nice and flat shoe. But then you look at their heel when they're doing an exercise and it's actually sitting on top of the like a side bit of rubber of the shoe, not in the middle because the shoe is a very generic design. It's not designed for them. So I'd recommend not using it. I still actually wear Converse when I train, but that's more of a, I take them off whenever I do leg like, stuff. Yeah. And it's more of a mind set thing. It's like yeah. When I put these shoes on... It's, a like Nike Metcons
0: are quite yeah. good. Well, that's the thing. Metcons or the Reebok... Nanos. Nanos, I yeah. think. I'm getting a pair of those. Yeah. I, I like the Metcons because there's... Is it the pair that don't look like gym shoes? They just look like kind of trainers? Mm. I know I have them. Rob has them. Mel has them. Nat has them. Dave has them. Yeah. there's probably I know, a few I know the pair you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. They're good ones. And they're comfortable enough that I can stand on them all day. Yeah. However... Um, not good for running. Because no, before I got running, run before don't I got running shoes, I ran in my Metcons. Don't oh run my in god, Metcons. my feet were yeah. so sore. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, don't so run so. in Metcons. Uh, My number two, look what I yeah. did. I counted to two. <laughs> two weeks in a row, counting correctly, nailed absolutely it. Absolutely flying, the boy.
1: And um, my number two is to not eat before you train.
0: Oh, that's the mistake. Sorry, yeah, I thought you, I thought that was advice, and I was no. like. That's the you being a
1: twat. So a lot of people will think, oh, I don't want to. So you shouldn't have a big meal before you train. It shouldn't be like a big, like, you know. Well, it depends how far it depends how far out. Right? like if you're yeah. an hour and a half out. have a yeah. big meal. Yeah. Look, depending on the time before. But like, let's say you wake up in the morning and you go straight to the gym to train. A lot of people will be like, oh, I don't want to eat now because I, it'll make me feel sick whilst I train. Correct. But if you don't eat anything, you've also got no energy available to train. And in that case, you're actually going to feel pretty lightheaded and not be able to actually complete the exercise, and potentially even faint. And that's worse than not eating. Yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah. Recommendation: Have a little something, something. A little bit of protein could be okay, but definitely some carbs, carbs, and some faster acting carbs. Dave really likes medjool dates, which is a lot of that. People are either yes or no. Um, I like a banana, or um, if it's in the afternoon, snakes. Oh, I love having a few jellies. Yeah, just a couple of jelly snakes. Like, there's in the natural confectionery company. There's like ones. There's like 9.5 grams of sugar. You have two of those. That's just under 20 grams of sugar. That'll get. That should get you through a weight session.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you have a number two? No. I <laughs> I gave
0: you hours I, to think. I spurned all my thought on on number one. <laughs> got um, all the number one. What's another mistake people make? Tons of mistakes in the gym. Um. I suppose you guys are saying not following a program, just kind of, yeah. which is, is on top. If you one want a program, program. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hit me up. Um, but yeah, like just kind of going in, like, oh, I am gonna go and get fitter and healthier. That's a great mindset. How are you gonna do it? Let's put a plan in place. Let's give you some structure. Let's work, exercise, and train into your lifestyle and make it tangible and make it measurable. Let's not just, oh, I think I'll go to the gym today, and then you go through your day working like. Oh, fuck you know what? I'm tired and I'm hungry. I'm going to go home first. Mm. And then you don't train. Yeah. And then you do the same the next day. And then you do the same the next day. So not having an actionable, like tangible plan, I think is a big mistake that people make. I mean, and then like, we should, we're never going to tell you how to spend your money. But if you
1: are someone who is, unless you've been training very well for like 10 years plus, you, you probably need, you could, definitely benefit from some outside help a lot of people come in and think i don't need a coach or you know i can just uh, do it all myself but realistically us as coaches have had coaches some of the coaches that we look up to and respect have their own coaches
0: multiple coaches there's a lot of people yeah i mean every every coach should have a coach
1: yeah so everyone's being coached by like coaches are being coached by someone else if we're the people that know the shit and we need to sit someone else to tell us what to do if you don't know the shit (laughs) Yeah. you might also benefit from having someone to tell you what to do.
0: Yeah, and I had a, I had a conversation with a bloke, oh, it must have been a few months ago, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I like, did a consultation with him, and he was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go by myself and see how it goes. All right, oh, yeah, like, fair enough. I was like, do you mind me asking? What's your plan on doing? He's like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I'll just figure it out. I was like, and you absolutely can. There is mountains and mountains and mountains of information, and there's all the information that you need to be a very successful um athlete or a very successful um, trainee is out there. But do you want to spend the time that we've spent and that our coaches and our mentors and other coaches and other mentors and everyone who's gotten really experienced at training, do you want to do you want to put in that time and that effort to go through that information, decipher that information in a way that, okay, well what's bullshit and what's not bullshit what's going to work for me as an individual and me and my goals compared to, oh, well I could just pay someone to tell me what to do. Like, and it, there's a lot more to it than that, but you're essentially outsourcing the, the information gathering. Mm -hmm. So you don't have, all you can, all you then have to do is take the advice on board, put it into action, lean on your coach with the accountability and and the education side of things and do the work. Exactly. Um, I was listening to James Smith
1: on the Modern Wisdom podcast the other day and he was talking about standing on the shoulders of giants. So like, if, let, let's say we someone hires me as a coach. That's, let's do you. Someone hires you as a coach. They're not just hiring you. They're hiring you. They're hiring the people that you've, learnt, you've learned off. They're hiring the courses that you've done to learn more. You're hiring the people that you've trained with, the people that you, other people that you've trained that you've learned from them. So they're getting a whole lot out of that one thing that they're hiring. So the one person that they hire they're getting a huge um, return for the, like this the amount of money they put in. So you can be like oh, you know, 90 100 bucks a session, that sounds pretty steep. It's like that's not for the 40 minutes that you're that you're paying for. You're paying for about 10 dollars for that 40 minutes. The other 80 to 90 bucks is actually for everything that we've done before.
0: Yeah, and it's it's the back end work that goes in. It's the outside the session work. And yeah, it's you're paying for someone's experience. Like I think, I think it might have been MP who told the story of, um, the factory line goes down. I know exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, bloke bloke comes in to fix it. Not like has a, has a look at the problem. Goes right. Yeah, that's going to be ten grand to fix it. He's like, all right, chap who runs the factory. line's like, yeah, yeah, please fix it. Please fix it for us. We're losing millions and millions, and millions and millions of dollars while this factory, while this line, um, this assembly line is down. Bloke goes in, turns the screw three three quarters there you go, done, fixed, 10 grand. And, and your man's like, oh, can, do you mind invoicing that to me or breaking down as an invoice because there's no way that that amount of work has worked 10, ten grand. So he goes, all right, cool, writes the invoice. Turn um, turning the screw, $10. Knowing which screw to turn and how much to turn it, the other $9,999. Exactly, yeah. So I butchered that story and yeah, kind of <laughs> put the, essence the is there. The point is, stand
1: on the shoulder of giants, pay people for what they know, not just what they do. Pay me, please. <laughs> Pay us. Six-week sprint out now. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I do have a third one. Fire ahead. I'll, I'll think of a third one while you're on. Yeah, I
1: do have a third one, um, and it's just rushing their reps. So kind of similar to what I said for the first one, but you get so much more out of the the down or the eccentric part, the bottom, so like the pause, than you do from the up, which is the concentric part of your lift. So any exercise that you're doing, slowing it down. You're not training for speed. You're not training to be the fastest bench presser of 40 kilos on the planet. If you're training to get a bigger chest, take some time, go slow, control it. You're going to A, be safer. You're not going to get injured. And you're B, you're going to develop more strength. And C, going to develop more muscle. So if you want a bigger chest or want, want to grow your muscle or get stronger, go slow. Slow down, speed racer.
0: Exactly. I, I, I want to speed up from what I do, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I want to run faster. Yeah. Uh, i have a third one. Oh, yes. I know. Pulling, it, pulling the cat out the back. Um, I got the cat. Can be slightly controversial, but... And this is somewhat controversial. You could I shut th- the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. Let me fucking speak. You can't. I think too many people, and this is like... Your mates are coming from a good place. Listening to your mate who's been going to the gym just a few weeks more than you, believe it or not, he can't probably knows fuck all. Or it's quite common when girlfriend when girls get trained by their boyfriends. Yeah, that's a super common one. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your your mate or your boyfriend or whoever is, is um is in the situation of being the very slightly more experienced individual, it's coming from a really good place, but if you're just like take the take the boyfriend and girlfriend example if you're say a 60 kilo female and you're doing your 80 kilo boyfriend's program that he's either found for himself or it has been written for him, they're not exactly that's not gonna translate as well as you think to you Gun's mm. probably doing that great seven or eight different arm exercises every day as well
1: yeah and eating a lot more too
0: yeah. And it's just find something that's gonna work for you and you as an individual. Yeah. Like it, it comes from a place of caring and a place of love. Yeah. But in the long run it's not gonna be as beneficial for you as you think.
1: Yeah. It's like and it's definitely the the common one is like I'll get, you know, a client that will come if it you know, it's like a younger guy and he'll I'll be like, Oh, what have you been training recently? He's like, Oh, you know, I'll just train with my mates and I go, Oh yeah, and they're like, Oh, you know, what's you know, how you go? and like, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, do this, that, the other. And you put them through the movement screen and see how they, like, how they actually, their technique and stuff like that. And it's just like, you look at it and you're like, oh, who's been training you? Yeah, it's
0: like, we could do better here.
1: Yeah, like, we, we can. And we will. But, like, the honestly thing is, yeah, as you said, it comes from a place of love. But even spending, like, six weeks with someone that knows what the fuck they're doing is going to do so much more
0: for you than sitting with your mate and have your mate telling you what to do all the yeah. time. it's going to give you a massive leg up as well. Yeah. That small bit of guidance just like all right let's fix this let's fix this, let's fix this and then go on your way mm. that's gonna take you so much further than you can than you can imagine I've actually got a question for you Andy and this is one that I have an
1: answer to but can I th- you're a bit more this is a chest based question you know a bit more about chess than I do so thought I'd ask ask you live on the air Yeah, fire ahead um, so it's pretty common one that when I like if I get a, a a client that's like under a, a male under the age of 30. I will start doing chest and my sort of like go-to chest exercises, incline press an incline fly, uh, um, cable chest press or a cable crossover um, and maybe a black bench press if they want to get their bench press big. So those are my like go-to ones that I use in some form or another. So a power movement, you know, a stretch, a shorten, that kind of stuff. Um, whenever I do those, people are like, oh, we're going to do the, the, the flies where you go the down low and then the middle and then the upper. And I'm always like, nah, they're actually just a bit of a waste of time. So what are your thoughts on the the cable, like, cross,
0: lower, mid, upper? Um, I'm not a big fan of cable crossovers and, like, cable flies myself. Mm. I think it's a bit of a counter setup. That's actually a bit rich because I have a few exercises that are yeah, but that tricky one, to set up. But you're taking, you're taking two cables, you're going to be unstable because you're being pulled back oh, i shouldn't have leaned yeah. back from the mic there i didn't need to demonstrate but you're going to be unstable because you're being pulled back realistically for the vast majority of trainings as well you do not need to hit the pec from every single angle no doesn't make that much of a difference
1: okay. well that's the point that i make is like look you like if you're not doing like a check that your incline pre- your pr- like presses effectively then you doing three different versions of the cable fly to hit your lower mid and upper pec upper pec for want of a better word is not going to be like you're
0: not going to get it as that's much not going to make a break your chest yeah. like you're mate you're starting the major in the minors when you're when you're thinking about that yeah i mean yeah chris bumstead who trains chess for like two hours two three hours a, a day twice a week he might go into it because because yeah, that might be beneficial for him yeah who is for anyone who doesn't know who chris bumstead is he's currently three time classic mr olympia he's a he's a bodybuilder he's a big unit yeah Who's extremely advanced who's an extremely advanced trainee, eats for the goal of just purely putting on muscle and takes some exogenous supplements. He's got exogenous supplements.
1: Plus, he's also spoken about the reason he's got such a big chest is he's actually got a huge rib cage, so it makes his chest it look so. It makes them.
0: his waist look tiny as well. Yeah. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. On that note, I think that's us.
1: Yeah, I think we'll leave it there. We're almost at an hour and ten minutes. It's is our longest one.
0: It is our longest one.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening, for sticking around this long.
0: Don't forget to head to the Better Blogs Instagram page at Better Blokes Podcast, and donate to November. We're going to run sixty okay. k. Yeah, donate and hurl insults at us at the same okay. time. Um, and then yeah, share, um,
1: follow, subscribe, like, download Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Amazon if
0: you're a lizard. Why do you keep calling people lizard?
1: <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I enjoy. I'm glad it, I'm glad it amuses you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it amuses me. So yeah,
1: thank you everyone for listening. We are going
0: to see you next week. <laughs> next time. See Bye now. You.